This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The pursuit for food has taken us into the wilderness, across rivers, and atop mountains. These journeys have connected us to the wild. It is this connection that allows us to experience the wild places this world has to offer and search for both wild game and adventure. This is my adventure for food. So I'm Corey. Uh, I'm originally from northwestern Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania is one of the few states left that has a primitive hunting season. Uh, it's uh, We have a late season flintlock hunt that starts the day after Christmas and then runs into the middle of January. And uh, after I got married and my wife and I uh, moved in, you know, up into the area that we live now, I, I wanted to extend my hunting season. You know, the archery and rifle season wasn't enough. I wanted to extend it, and and so I wanted to start flintlock hunting. And uh, it, I, I, my uncle was gracious enough to let me borrow his uh thompson center firestorm uh to to try out for the season to see if i was if i liked it and was willing to to invest the money into my own flintlock um my dad never flint or i, I never flintlock hunted with my dad he he hated doing it because he said it made him flinch so i never did it growing up so i had like no experience doing it um but uh, so my uncle let me borrow his gun and, and I practiced with it throughout the summer. And, you know, I, I really loved shooting a flintlock. It's just, it's that click kaboom, you know, the, it made me feel like Jeremiah Johnson, one of my favorite movies. Uh, and so I wanted to be a mountain man. So, um, so throughout the, this, that season, I, I hunted this one property, um, throughout, rifle season and uh I, I i got a buck on this one property um and i hunted the early muzzleloader inline muzzleloader season with another friend 
And then I, I actually put another friend uh, on a doe on the backside of the hill. Uh, and and so I would, you know, I knew the area pretty well. And and then and then finally the late season started. So I was like that. I know I know exactly where I'm going. You know, I know the layout of the land. I know how to get in there. Um, I, I wanted to hunt the late season and and the first couple weeks of late season, like I, you know, trying to sneak in there, do some still hunting. I I'd bump up a few deer on on several occasions, but I was never able to get get a shot off. And the one time, it, you know, there was slight drizzle and. And it, it was a, a wet, rainy morning, and I, I didn't have any luck. But I figured out that that day, I figured out where they were bedding and how to sneak up in there and get into the spot that would give me the best chance to to take a shot. Um, I, I had them patterned. I, I was I was really confident that that I would have some success. So I, I think it was one of the last days of the season, and and we actually got a, a lot of snow. Um, like the day before so i you know got all geared up and there's a lot of gear that's involved with flintlock hunting you know your powder and your flints and and ramrod and all that fun stuff and you know i was, I was walking up this gully uh, snow you know the snow was covering the hillside it was it was a beautiful morning and i knew right where i wanted to go so i was sneaking up sneaking up along that hillside and like I got up into the area I wanted to be in, and like it wasn't long before I saw this group of doe stand up and, and I was like, yes, you know, I could, I could taste the venison steaks. And, you know, I, I, you know, I was already in my mind, I was already dragging that deer out and, and processing it in my garage and, and cooking it up on the grill. And so I was so like, so sure of myself, so sure that I was, I was going to be successful, and, uh, and I, I brought the gun up to my shoulder. You know, I got a nice steady rest. I, I think there was a little sapling on on the side of the trail that I was on that I, I used as a rest, and yeah, I, I the the gun had fiber optic sights, and I got that all on the front shoulders, and yeah, I cocked the hammer back, and I pulled the trigger, and I'm waiting for that click kaboom. It goes click. I pull the hammer back. And click. It's like okay, I gotta put more, put more powder in the pan. You know, it's not getting a spark. It's not getting a spark. You know, it's, it's, and then that's typical of flintlock hunting. You, you don't get a spark. You know, it's one of the reasons that it's so enjoyable, in my opinion, is you know that that unknown. And click, click, click. And I was like, what's going on? So I, I looked down, and I realized. The reason my gun was not going off is because I had no flint. It's hard to make a spark when you have no flint and your flintlock. Uh, I the week before when it was rainy, I had tore my gun down, cleaned everything up, and I had forgot to put my flint back in. And I, I, the only thing I had to do was watch that those group of deer slowly walk away. I had, I had nothing I could do, and that's the last time I'll ever make that mistake. I guarantee it. But that's my muzzle-loading misadventure. 